Well, hello, hello and good day. Namaste, everyone. This is Nayo Yoga, Ayurveda and Yoga. My name is Natalie. As you can hear, I have a little bit of a sneeze. I hope you don't mind. And uh, these are the weeks of the Yoga Sutra. And today we want to talk about Patanjali's third chapter, Viputipada. So the Sanskrit word Viputi translates ash or holy ash in English. In Patanjali's time, spiritual practice was called tapas, meaning inner fire. And the remains of a fire are the ashes or the fruit, as one could say. So that's Vibhuti, the ashes of the inner fire. So having that said, the third chapter of Patanjali's Yoga Sutra begins with the continuation of the limbs of the Eightfold Paths, so-called Ashtanga, with the sixth, seventh and eighth limb. This is also called the inner way. As we remember last week, we looked at the outer way, so now the inner way or the inner alignment. So the sixth is dharana, which is concentration. Seventh, tiyana, meditation. And eighth, samadhi, inner unification. These three stages of absorption are also called samyama. But let's start with the limbs now. So first is dharana, concentration. Potentially writes that when the concentration of the mind is steady and effortless, one sinks into the state of meditation. And in this meditation, all thoughts and feelings are directed towards an object, which can be a mantra or a candle. Meaning, if we focus our mind on the object of perception and gradually let go of everything else, we can gain deep knowledge of the object. Our intuition opens up, so to speak, when we stop evaluating, analyzing or judging. This is then the seventh limb, dhyana, meditation. And this resembles a state of timelessness and cosmic connection. Human ego and thoughts are no longer important. And the eighth limb is then samadhi, the unification, the realization of the higher self, the state of complete balance, knowledge and insight. So these are the three stages called samyama. Dharana is the requirement for achieving samadhi through dhyana. Or to put it another way, if we can concentrate our mind completely on one thing or one thing only, we can fall into a state of meditation and from there be raised, so to speak, to samadhi. Patanjali further explains that there are different stages of samadhi, for example, understanding reality objectively and thus understanding the sound of other living beings directly. Well, as you can see, the last part of the chapter is all about extraordinary abilities, also called city, which can be 
the result of an intense practice. It is some kind of a, I'd say, cryptic verses, and the methods are becoming increasingly abstract. He's talking about invisibility and astral journeys, as well as planets and knowing of the future, levitation and even teleportation. And these abilities are called Maha cities. I personally think there's much room for interpretation of these parts. Extraordinary ability plays a big part in many spiritual traditions and beliefs. However, one can also interpret a way that one recognizes that one is not the body by dissolving the identification with one's thoughts, thereby dissolving and recognizing the true self. I will leave this up to you to have your own thoughts on that topic. Finally, potentially introduces the idea of consciousness as an important key to freedom. He says that through meditation, we come to higher knowledge and that this knowledge sets us free. In the last verse, he takes a quick look at the fourth chapter by talking about Kaivalya, the title of the last chapter. But that is in the next week. And uh, I'm already looking forward to this as usual. I wish you a wonderful week. Please do stay healthy. Love and light. Namaste.